Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's two choirs singing the exact same piece. And... Did you spot the crucial difference? A small difference could be crucial, even when it comes to loans. If you're thinking about a personal loan, the CCPC Independent Money Tool can help you compare loan rates in seconds. Find the best rate for you at ccpc.ie. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Don't be the dressing room DJ. Let your pals take care of the tunes. Drive smart. Hi, What's happening, big boy? You all right? Aye, I'm in you. Good, good. We're just at BBC Scotland. Aye. Nine to five. I'll take you the wee run. Um, if you would like to put your seatbelt on. Oh, sorry, mate. Thanks for taking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what we're driving, mate? Lovely, this. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a white motor that's an automatic. That's all I need to know. I'm colourblind. So, white's here. easier to find a motor in a car park. And uh, automatic. Uh, I, I can't believe them that would still get a manual motor and farting about the gears and all that and clutches and things like that. Good for the environment, though, eh? Yeah? Good for the environment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Is it? No, is it worse? No, it's merely electric ones because this runs in diesel and you're not be able to get that much. By the way, now I can see why the fees went down on off the ball, eh? Why all the, money, all the money's going into us? No, this was uh, Dougie Emery gave me this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's got honours in him. I need to say that as a Motherwell fan, you need to have a wee dig at him. You know, he was. I'll tell you one thing. So the Motherwell fans what did ever if I go to Dougie Emery, they would take them in a minute. No, that way. One, you know, but one of the players that have the balls and shouts that, but you'd love him in your own team. Nah, he's off. He's not. So well, this is basically the run all day, every second Saturday, more or less. When I come out the BBC at two o'clock, everybody says, "Can you get to the games and all that?" But Leave there at two o'clock and you just pray at the traffic's all right. Get out of Far Park with maybe about ten minutes to spare and then you just need to leave early after the game. I've never, it's amazing that, in 25 years, because we've been doing the radio as long as that now, and Saturdays I've never heard the sound of a final whistle because I've always got to get out to get back in for the show at so half five. you must five. have missed some important goals as well, now. Oh, aye, aye, I've missed uh, dramatic equalisers, uh, winners against Celtic and Rangers. Um, aye, it's a sore one, but... So what do you usually leave, about 70 minutes, 80 minutes? No, I leave, I look at the big scoreboard and normally uh, about 84, 84 tends to be the number, uh, just so I can shuffle out my seat, get into the motor and then get back out because if you get caught in that traffic I mean you'll have been at I know you're mainly lower leagues but you've, you've been at Fir Park aye I've <laughs> been at Fir Park <laughs> but I've won a couple we beat you a couple of times at Dundee actually so right. 84 minutes so you, you would have you would have seen David Clarkson getting subbed every t- every 60 minutes then, oh absolutely <laughs> aye uh, but uh, aye so it's fine but it's just that you're panicking about the, the traffic on the way back because you couldn't you wouldn't have to be running late and it all ever happened once for me and Stuart with, if, if Muller were playing St Johnston you know, I could take Stuart out um, and uh, bring him back, of course. And oh, once we get uh, snarled up in traffic and we thought we weren't going to make it, and that was the two years. You know, it's all right if one is, mm. is late, but no, the two years, so off we were sweating. Where is it? Stuart in the boot, tied up in the boot next to that rabbit outfit he uses traffic. <laughs> well, he, he can't drive. He's, can he not? No, Stuart can't drive, and I'll tell you, I mean, I only, I've only, um, you know, I'd, I'd start at 2012. Uh, with me. Well, you only um, started driving in 2012? Yep. Right? How come it took you so long? Well, started my lessons 1973. <laughs> 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 only, only passed 2012. No, I'll tell you how it took. I just never ever drove, Simon. And um, they, and I actually said, um, on almost as we were walking down the aisle when I get married, I says to my missus, I says, right, if, we, if we're ever fortunate enough to have kids, 
I'll learn to drive uh, because it'd be very selfish, no, you know, when yeah. it comes to nursery schools and all that, you know. Um, so I just never ever bothered driving. I was a taxi driver's best pal. Um, they Kevin Kyle. must have made an absolute fortune out of me. Did Kevin tell you about Stuart? No, uh, tell us. Did he pick him up? The he picked up Stuart at his house to bring him into BBC, and Stuart didn't crack a light who he is. And Stuart was embarrassed about that, but he wasn't half as embarrassed when uh, Big Kevin on our show live on our show says. He didn't give us a fucking tip either. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, I, how can you miss him in a motor? He, he, can, he must be able to barely squeeze into a motor. But uh, So Stuart doesn't drive. And it was one point, must have been about 15 years ago now, 16 years ago, we were at Graham Spears' 40th birthday party. And had a wee hang. Had a wee, <laughs> it wasn't for half it, it was the Grosvenor Hilton right, oh, in the leafy west end of Glasgow. And at one point, as I said, it's about 15, 16 years ago. I'm trying to think of age Spears he is. But um, there was me, Stuart, and Hugh Keevans stood having a wee blather three. And I says, where else in the Western world would you have three guys stood together and not one of us can drive? Because Shug Keevans oh, yeah, doesn't drive either. He's always great at getting one of the boys. If he was going to, when he was doing the match reports in the paper and that, if he was going to, like, Pataudry, let's say it was, I don't know, Aberdeen Celtic or something, he'd always... Phone round, who's, who's, who's doing that game? And then he'd basically catch your left, you know? And uh, Stuart has just never done no, it. be fair to Stuart, although Stuart only he, he plays this up with me a wee bit. He, he said that's not really the real reason. But Stuart's dad died in, a, in an accident, a road accident, in the outside of Perth, really? and Stuart was only a wee boy. Now, a psychologist would have a field day with that. He'd maybe say, oh, you know what, that's what, that's what put him off, and that's the reason he doesn't drive. But um, but he's got good, I must even name check him, he's got, he's got good stout. Uh, Paul Stewart, uh, Mike Mason, who the games that Stewart can get to, because he's gubbed for games at McDermott Park. Park it's a bit yeah. of shame for him with that. No, 25 year, he did in the show. Um, he's he's not been able to uh, get up to McDermott Park on Saturdays, but his pal Mike Mason, oh well, his pal Mike Mason will come and pick him up if Motherwell, uh, sorry, if St Johnston maybe at Hamilton Aki's or it. Ibrooks or Park Kidder and he'll pick him up right outside the BBC and take him there. So he can still get to see games. See, see when you're talking about Kevin Kelly's eyes, I must say to you, you're looking absolutely trim. Yeah, you're on the Herbalife. No, I don't, I don't even know what that is. Sounds like <laughs> drugs. The uh, no, I'd, I'd lost a wee bit. It might actually have been your uh, podcast. podcast that inspired me because it was changing life. Folk making a folk making a joke about how that if. One of my buttons and my shirt had popped, it would have taken your eye out. And it was just that shirt, it's quite a wee nice shirt, but you might see it on me now. Oh. Baggy. Hey, oh, it's lovely. It's like a big caftan. But the. You no, see your I, cheekbones. I, I think I've lost about. I started September the 1st. I thought, right, that's my, that's my date that I'm going to start losing a, a wee bit of I was just watching what I was eating. Mm-hmm. I went, I tried going to the gym, but it was. I'm at the gym and I'm chanting and I'm chanting and I'm chanting, nobody answering, nobody answering. And I noticed the sign above it said uh, Jehovah's Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the uh, aye, that's all it was. As, as my wife had told me, was trying to keep it away from the red wine. It's far too easy at night. Sit down with the feet up in the telly, bottle of red wine, and the thing is, at the minute you've the bottle of red wine, what you're definitely going to have is a big bag of KP dry roasted oh, nuts. You know, and they were the real nice killer. Stuff. So my drink, I moved. For the red wine, a nice wee uh, gin, gin and tonic. slimline oh, tonic. Lovely. And they flavour gin, some of them are amazing. Uh, you can't even notice the difference, can you? Although, in the off chance, MDFA, the company's uh, tuned in, I must say, Tanqueray is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Always on for a plug. Uh, right, this journey to uh, Fir Park Aye. must have had some enjoyable ones this season. Boys are absolutely flying, isn't No, it? it's been great. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I nearly fell out with a couple of supporters at the recent St Mirren Cup game when. Well, it was 4-1 to St Mirren at half-time, right? Incredible. I mean, St Mirren had barely scored four goals up to that point in the season. 4-1 at half-time. And when the half-time whistle went, um, the booze and all that, you know? And we were still sitting third in the league. We've got about 3,000 season ticket holders, you know? We've, mm. we've got barely a bean in the bank. And uh, boo! And, uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd recall that. Words were coming. I mean, I'd be the first So do you have a pop at people? No, huh? well, not, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not like one of that. Uh, I'm 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 just a Motherwell fan through and through. I'm, I I did my fair share of booing and shouting and screaming like a dafty as well. But that night, I just saw a couple of boys. He says, "Get a grab, mate," you know. Mm. And, I, and it was only half time. And lo and behold, 
getting back to four each, I thought, there we go, you know, but I'll tell you that, I mean, you'll have experienced that with a, a, a four, see if it had just finished four one that night, it'd have been better. See, getting it back to a drop, then getting beat on penalties, that's when it gets really sickening. Value for money, though, mate. Oh, it's brilliant, aye. I mean, we, we made a virtue of that in the programme that week about, you go back to Bobby Williamson's old line years ago about, I think he was meant to shout at some Hibs fans or something. If you if you want entertainment, go to the pictures, you know. <laughs> and we thought, no matter what you see at the pictures, you know, it could be anything. Crackers like I don't know, Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody, anything you want. A game of football like that, when you're four one down, get it back to four each. The drama of a penalty shoot out. You, you, you can't beat that. You just can't beat that. Who missed the pen? Was it Tony Watt? Uh, Tony Watt, aye, he hit one over the bar, if memory serves, but it was, it was a rotten penalty shootout. We, the, the penalties were dreadful. Um, but Tony's done all right. Uh-huh. I mean, do you know him? I know Tony. I think right. it would be a good place well, for him, on it. Well, what about this theory that there's a lot of Snyders say to me that, oh, Tony, he's, when he goes to a club, aye, six, eight games, he's all right, and then he falls away. Is that true? Nah, I don't no. think so. No, I think, well, doing south with Blackburn and Charlton, he done really well for full season. I, so I, I, think, I think he looks a partner. I think he looks as if he's got a good fit in my brain. Fingers crossed him because he has a talent. Um, and I believe he, he might have once scored a goal against Barcelona, did he? <laughs> no. But he never, he never <laughs> mentions never that. <laughs> no, he never mentions that. Uh, do you still get the buzz going to the third park? Oh, God, aye. I, 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 I love it. I mean, I've gone for... Uh, I'm knowing my... At the start of this season, it was the my 40th anniversary. We having a season ticket. I got my first one as a 10th birthday present. I was 50 last year, and um, it must have been bad that year, yeah. So it's uh, f- uh, what year? The year you got that season ticket. The year I got life. it when I was te- well. I tell you that was the Arsene Ali McLeod as manager, and uh, we didn't we didn't get uh, promoted, and then season 81, 82, which was a great time. To capture me for me to fall in love with Mother and indeed fall in love with football when I was going every week. Mother team that year, 81 82, David Hayes manager. But it's still my favourite season as a Mother fan. We ran away with the first division. It's one of the years we were winning 5 0, 6 1, 7 1 every single week. Great players in the team, me, Johnny Gagan, Brian McLaughlin, Joe Wark, Shuggy Sprout in goals. And it was brilliant, we were the highest scorers in Britain that year and uh, clinched the league I mind a nice spring night spring not even summer spring night yeah. up at uh, Starts Park midweek game and we won up there and then all the Murrow fans going on the park and I'd need to check up but I think it was, we were still in March it was away the late March and that was us we'd won it you know was Gagan good? aye Gagan he was after dinner not he? oh superb but Johnny Johnny got into the greatest ever uh, Motherwell team Did when, he, when we had the he himself being shy, didn't Oh he? I know But he was a fan's favourite And I, you know what it's like I mean, Sadly there's not enough of them now But fans love The, the, the wee winger In football You know There might be a, a bit of a dying breed But So the fans love Johnny And it'd be unfair to say That it was The fans that voted for him It was You know Boys and girls That had maybe seen him Doing his stuff At uh, sportsmen's dinners and all that and that's why they voted for him it was because he was absolutely brilliant uh-huh. uh, Motherwell great and, player I need to say my mate seen you a couple of weeks ago Dave McLean he used to play with Sterling Albion in that right. he seen you and after dinner a couple of weeks ago and says you were tremendous where was that? Uh, you had to apologise to one of the barmaids I had to apologise uh-huh. to one of the barmaids <laughs> what for? I can't remember where it was he, oh he no was that's that. one of the jokes I did you see oh, you know, right? aye no well, well, I'll t- I, I've got what I call the dearest uh, joke on the after dinner circuit, right? Yeah. And boys will have seen me. Aye, it's made a, it's made a, phys- a physical or a visual joke, you know. But what you do is, I always like, you want good order. See, when you're up doing your stuff, yeah. you don't want folks sitting on their phones or sitting talking or anything like that, you know. And I've seen it happen far too often. It's, it's quite rude, particularly when folks have spent a lot of money maybe for a ticket to mm-hmm. come and hear you, you know. Um, and it's like, I mean, I'm guessing it's like when you're playing football with Peter Reid you know you're not like joke, yeah. if you've got folks sitting there talking and chatting it'll, it'll put you off you know what I mean so there's only a man and he's dug it again it's a bit like exactly it's a bit like that at the dinners but no what they meant about with the barmaid um, I do a joke that um, always say right the barmaids if they're walking about the tables collecting turners or delivering drink I'll say look at these barmaids ladies and gentlemen uh, they make your job easier by deftly walking in out the tables meaning you don't get a stampede at the bar it means we get a bit of peace and quiet but I says whatever the lassie's name is I says but tell me this my friend in two words how much have they given you in tips 
and the usual answer is unless somebody shouts it out first the lads all say fuck all right <laughs> and I say well that's terrible it's always left to me the boy with the mic we appreciate the order to get the lasses a drink so I say I dig into my pocket take out some ladies and I say right here a cheers she comes up come on darling and then she walks there and then she walks there I'll pick up like a can of iron blue yeah. off the table and say there you go Thanks very much, and mine split it with the rest of your pals, right? And then I just put the money back in my pocket. And it always it always gets a right good laugh, right? Might not know it, we've let the cat out the bag, right? No, but, but then what happens is, once the laughter, it's always the same reaction, the laughter dies down, then you get a few going, oh, and I say, boys, we're not finished yet. That is the dearest joke in the after dinner circuit, because the fat lassie went home the night to her da, her grandfather, her husband. She might say, see that fat specky guy from Motherwell, you used to like in the radio, took the pass out of me the day in front of a crowd of folk, you know, and the guy might, before you know it, want to book my boss, you know. So then what happens, I say to the girls, I say, on you go, and I walk out of the bar with 20 quid, and I say, there you go girls, make sure you get yourselves a drink, boys, give them another round of applause, and then that's that. What a man, so that, that, That's what you're mad, but I've got to do that every bloody single one, so you know. So 20 quid a week? Ah, exactly. So you take that off your grand fee, you're still getting 9 no, get, Well, exactly, I mean, well, that's, that was the sort of starting money, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that. But aye, so you, you always have a laugh a joke, and I carry on in the room, that's what it's all about. Right, back to the football, do you look out for St Johnston results while you're at Fir Park? to see how Stuart's team's getting on? I've, I've, I've got more than a, a soft spot for St Johnson just because of my, my association with Stuart. Mm. Um, and it's been... Uh, I'm just going to... I'm guilty what I hate MD Dana. I realise I've just sat in the middle lane, which is a big no-no. See, that's sort of thing. See, because... Well, after. see, because I wasn't... Uh, because I... You know, uh, 2012, um, it means that I missed the very chance of being a joyrider, you know. Oh, some, some, when I passed my test. Oh, right, uh-huh. Aye. Not paying attention here. Aye, I know, exactly. Uh-huh. But the, so, 2012 when I passed my test, I was the one to jump in the motor and start getting down the park to do skids, you know what you I mean? You kept that for the so, boxers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, so as a result of that, it meant that uh, I was kind of a mature, mm. uh, responsible driver, so that Sitting in the middle lane, Malarkey, that's no one. But see, so, with you and Stuart, have you ever had an argument? About, do you argue about football? Um, I've only had an argument once, that, uh, one argument in 25 years, which isn't bad, and it was uh, I'm, I'm involved with a few charities, and Stuart winds me up about it because I think I'm after an MBE or something like that, you know, but just something I, I, I day. But I was leaving the BBC one night, and uh, Stuart said to me, You want to, you want to go for a pint or go for a wee curry or that? He says, I can't, I'm going to a charity do. It's says, junior charity do union, you try to get an MBE, a bastard, you know. And I says, oh, calm down, I'm going to, I says, never done anything for boys like me, have you? Charity. And I says, what are you on about? But I knew what he was on about, Stuart. And he's mentioned it in the show, and I think he mentioned it when we did the podcast with you. He's got really bad eczema, right? Now, it can strike a lot of folk. I've got a wee touch it down the bottom of my back, I've got a couple of pals yeah, that go there. Exactly, aye. But Stuart, Stuart's got really bad eczema to the point he's a wee laugh and a joke about it you know the first time in the show he said that between the eczema and the fact that he's into his soul music uh, that all the boys at the school used to call him Lionel Itchy right <laughs> crack nickname uh, and uh, so anyhow he says I've done nothing for boys like me you know and I says right okay eczema I'll do a bit of fundraising and I did and that's when he fell out with me now with hindsight I shouldn't have sold scratch cards <laughs> <laughs> Sharp. See, but no, you know, see, honestly, that's just a gag. In 25 years, we, we've never had a crossword, and it's, I think, as I, as I said, me, I said to you before, it's because we're like one of the marriages where the husband and the wife work separately for each other, and they don't, they're not in each other's pockets, yeah. you know. So I, I literally, I, I get in the sea Stuart on a Saturday morning. We cup of coffee at the start to get a wee catch up and what's the gossip's been. Then when we move on to our second cup of coffee, we start thinking about what we're going to talk about in the in the programme. And then if Mother were at home, I disappear in the afternoon, or if St Johnson are within reach, she disappears. We get back for the show at night, and then at seven o'clock, I've invariably got a work thing on, whether I'm speaking at something or hosting an event or something. And Stuart, 
he's away back to get his old soul music records on the house. Is that what he does on a Saturday night? He's oh, he loves it. Aye, like are he, are he researches. Or... He loves research. Mm. Stuart will sit at his computer. He would sit there seven days a week That's at his computer. on that computer. It though, is. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. He, uh, he, Stuart sadly can't get an erection now, so he's... <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> See, so that's a busy Saturday for you, isn't it? What, what are you? Are you a comedian, Tom? Or are you a journalist? What are you, like? you know what? I, I'm, I'm, you're the first person that's kind of asked me that like that. Yeah, it's groundbreaking. No, it is, aye, because folks say to me, Cowan, uh, you know, if, uh, not him that's wanting to slag you then, like, you know, social media. Cowan, so-called comedian. And I think, who, who called me a comedian? Certainly it wasn't me. And, and, I, and that puts him in the back fix. I've never, I, I started out, um, I was writing, a bit of writing when I was still at a school for some uh, comedy sketch shows um, that were in the go at the time just as a wee kind of a hobby and that progressed into me writing for other things like Naked Video Naked Radio BBC Scotland stuff and even Joy of Joys been able to get a wee couple of lines in on Only an Excuse um, my pal Phil Duffer's creation when it was when we could all actually get it in the audio version on yeah. the radio or on the tapes you know and then of course I've known to the telly and it's been there ever since but the so I, I started out with that and then through that kind of I got a wee start with Evening Times as a columnist in Glasgow um, 1991 and the reason that worked um, is that I was a Motherwell fan writing in a Glasgow paper so you were able to slag both Celtic and Rangers and have a bit of fun with them you yeah. know and you'd always mix it up of course as a day to this day you know um, and that, so that gave me a right good start what helped as well the year that I started with Evening Times, a columnist, 1991, weekly strip column. Um, the, that, of course, was the year that we won the Cup. So for me, starting with them in January, we beat Aberdeen, third round of the Scottish Cup, and then, of course, we beat Falkirk and Morton, Celtic, into the final. So it meant I always had hundreds of stuff to write about. And, you know, because at that age, and being inexperienced, you could have quite easily had the old writer's block or the, the blank page kind of hanging, panicking about what you were going to write. So that was a big, big help for me. So I'd always started out of that. And I've always tried today, I've always tried to do it with a laugh. But, and even though today, stand-up shows and a, the thing I was doing on Sunday for Wraith Rovers, it was just... Is that with McGlynn? Uh, aye, it was just an afternoon with Tam Cowan and it was, the boys were saying, I didn't realise at the time, but it was two hours, 20 minutes I did. Uh, just standing up on, on your feet. Aye, wow. and, uh, and I enjoyed doing that, you know, and I suppose then with folks say, well, that's, aye, that's what a comedian does, but I'd, I'd never ever built myself as that. I'd never, I always felt quite uncomfortable at that, but stuff that I've tried today, and I know that all be folk and folk watching this saying, oh, you never have been funny and fuck you, you know, you know. I've just tried to always keep it light, and that's that. But you are sharp, aren't you? You're, you're sharp as anything. But the the, well, it might, it might be training then. It might be a wee bit of training, that's Because I, I actually researched, I done my own research last yep. night, me and Stuart were oh. researching you, and uh, I found a few clips off the ball. Right. Uh, sorry, offside. Oh, right. oh offside. Magnificent, right. by the way. See the stuff you got away with back then? Unbelievable, I know. eh? I know. But you looked like a young grado. <laughs> well, hey, when you're talking about, you know, losing a wee bit of, this is the second time I've tried to lose a wee bit of weight. Back then, at the time of offside, God, in one of the series, 2003-04, I came back after the summer and folk either didn't recognise me or some folk in the audience thought I was ill. I'd lost, I lost six stone in six months, right? Why was that? Because you knew you were going to be in the telly? I went to town. No, 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 I just, I, I came back for what was a, a boys holiday. A proper boys holiday in Las Vegas, oh. and when I came back for that uh, holiday, oh, I was in some night. I was I was nudging 19 stone, right? And I thought oh, I can't need to get my finger out here, so I just went for it. And it was uh, three hangs that I did, and see where we're passing the new Strathclyde Park. Uh, uh, you got the car parks there, instrumental. Late night. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that was uh, instrumental, and uh, right, me losing a bit of beef. I used to because I was still living in Mother at the time, and what I did. I stopped eating shite, that was the key, stop eating shite, and if anybody says, oh, what does that mean? Everybody knows, if I put you 20 plates, numbered 1 to 20, and I said, right, three of them have got shite on them, what numbers is it? You'd be able to tell right yeah, away, it'd be the one with the Mars bars, or the one with the crisps, or the one with the chips and that, you know? So I stopped eating basically what you'd have called shite. I, I was a big beer drinker back then, so I stopped drinking beer, and back then, the drink I went for then was uh, um, vodka and diet iron brew. That was my tipple. 
and then the third part of the plan every morning I went down for my where I lived in Motherwell, down into Strathclyde Park and walked around it twice. I thought you were going to say ran, you walked around it. Walked, that's all you need. See for them to think, so I couldn't, I'm, like, I'm no one, one for running or I couldn't do that. Don't do it, walk. As long as it hurts up, innit? Aye, it'll just do you. It did, me, put it, it did me, well, that was, as I say, six stone in six months. So it was great. So when I came back for the next series, because uh, we did offside for nine years. Um, it was a long, long time to was do it. Was it nine years? How did it first come about offside? Was it your idea? Uh, no, but it was basically in 1998, they were starting a new, you, you don't get them now, you'd, at the time, new satellite channels, BBC Choice Scotland, uh, BBC Choice England, BBC Choice Wales, BBC Choice Northern Ireland. Now, a few years later, what they did with their channels, they all kind of merged into being uh, BBC Three and BBC Four. Right. Right? They, right. But while they were regionalised and they were launched in 1998, it was the commissioning editor at the BBC at the time, Ewan Angus, who, we'd been three years into the radio. I was just, you know, in real terms, just a boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the radio was going really well, Ewan, with these new channels, he was wanting to develop a bit of new talent and that. And he wanted me to do a telly show, basically. So so that was it. So we uh, we got the wee programme together, called it Offside. We did it for two years, initially on that BBC Choice Scotland channel. We're doing a show every week. Uh, right throughout the football season for the telly and uh, and then after the two years and they knew that station was going to end we get the wee promotion if you like up on a BBC One Scotland 10.35 on a Monday night me and old Jock the Cock me Johnny Watson uh-huh. and uh, we ran then for another seven years on wow. that channel so you had guests outside the football as well didn't you see at oh, times did they not know what was going on no, 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 we, we would, I mean, guess outside football, we'd guess outside Scottish football who yeah. were sometimes a wee bit bemused. Guys like Emlyn Hughes, the great, late, great Emlyn Hughes, we had, uh, uh, he he couldn't believe what we got away with. Here we are. There it is, look, legendary See, I still, I still get a wee buzz when I come really, up yeah. here and see the David Cooper stand, that used to be the fifth part club, uh, it's Big Sammy that runs it now, Club 100, and then you come up here, so my usual drill now, I was actually saying it to your producer, and I'll tell you the story when we come round here, because normally, ah, it's busy the day, all the players are still in. Paparazzi. And that's that. Well, be it'll be, and I'll look at my European press and all that, maybe, looking to see what we're going to be about next season. What a place. But, so I would normally now Surely you've got come a in here. Time well, you know what? I used to park up in the car park at the top of the street, right? Yeah. And then what happened earlier this season, right? Earlier this season, I'll show you exactly where I mean. When big uh, Les Hutchison uh, left the club, the boy had chucked some money in, right? right? Once he got his money back, it was his daughter, Leanne, that kind of was on the board on his behalf. And uh, she had one of these parking spaces earlier. So see, when I knew it, she was leaving, I don't, I never ever, quite rightly, never take a bean out of my I do other events from, but I would never ever charge them. And at the club, Alan Burrows, Suzanne, it does the commercial side of things. They're always saying, what can we do for you? What can I say, I don't want anything. I'm a, I'm a fan. I could never have played for Motherwell. Mm. That's the second best thing, to get the mic and do their events and all that, and I enjoy doing them. But when I knew that Leanne was leaving, Leslie's daughter, she always had a wee parking space over there. So the minute she disappeared away to her da with a cheque, there you go, da, that's Motherwell squared you up. I said to them, I says, is that wee parking space available? Because see the difference it makes for me on a Saturday. I said she, I've oh, never heard a final right. whistle. Instead of me having to leave extra early to get out, I sat in the main stand there out and up to the car park that's up at the top of that road. Um, see for me having a motor there, mm. um, I just wheek out and uh, it means that I can even get Gallus wait to about 87 minutes. Because the trick is, see from the way out, that road at the electric barn that's yeah. on, see getting down there after again. It's no. absolute chalk. I'm never, I'd never get back in in time for the radio. So, see, just on that, how important is it? Even if you are in a hurry, not a speed, turn the way back. Oh, I would never. No, yeah. I've, so I, got three hey, points, and, uh, I've got three points on the license, and I must say as well that was at um, the bottom end of Perth coming down. I was coming down the A nine, and it was uh, picked up. Then it was at ten past two in the morning. There was nothing on the road. I'm not making any excuses. Mm-hmm. I wasn't flying. You know, it was only a wee couple of miles an hour. Uh, over the limit and I got done with the, the camera, the average camera, whatever it was. 
and I thought, fair dues. But you know the best thing about that, if you, I think if everybody gets done with that once, you suddenly learn where your, your wee cruise control button is, and you think, you know what, just go on the road, set the cruise, and away you go. That's what you better money for me, though, cruise and control, that, isn't it? Uh, just back on the upside, who was, uh, who was the more obscure guest you've done? Was there no talk of Peter Andre and Jordan coming on? I, I, there was, aye, but uh, aye, we did us, us, aye, well, well delved there. I've forgotten about them, but something happened, we couldn't get them. We get the big, who's the big, big, heavy, heavy darts boy? Andy Sunday. Oh, Andy Fordham. Andy Fordham. Uh, he let us down badly one day. He was getting on the plane. Mind the size of him. He lost a lot of weight, uh-huh. but the size of him, he was walking up the steps to go into the plane in London, slipped a disc in his back. <laughs> And couldn't get up and see when that happens and you've got all stuff ready for them you've got the dartboard in the studio and all that because our shows were like as live yeah i mean we recorded them at like uh half seven eight o'clock in the monday night and we did them as live half an hour nay nay fanny and about only if a camera broke down or somebody said the c word Jack Charmley did yeah. it once. Did he, right? <laughs> then you, would, Mary Hill, would then you wouldn't edit anything. you just bash in, because yeah. it would to go on the telly at half ten, you know? Could you not so, just put a, boy, a beard on Chris Boyd and put him on? <laughs> See that? No. Fine I'm going to stick up for He's been on it. Chris Boyd, me and Stuart say it every week, we got our eyes open years ago, and he'd only just finished playing. Mark Yardley came on to off the ball for the first time I'll ever, be right? And because of what you hear fans shouting and all the rest of it, me and Stuart have done it ourselves, you're expecting some big heifer lump to come into the studio. But he was a big fat athlete. And you're saying it's just maybe he might have been a couple of ounces heavier than other players that you see, wee whippets like yourself. Yeah. But he, he was a big fat man and we thought, ah, that shows all these fatma fans that are about, you know, 23 staying, eight, four pies at every game. They're shouting, you fat bastard, you know. Now have a look at yourself, mate. But, you're right. And you had Hugh Dallas on the show? Hugh Dallas, we got Hugh Dallas on. Is it hard to get refs on? Because we, 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 it took us ages to try and get a ref on. Uh, no, Hugh, I'd, uh, Hugh's kind of, I know it was always Bonkle, that he famously, when they used to put up, I mean, they did that years ago, when the highlights and all that of the game, they would put on in brackets where the referee came for. No. Remember, was that right? a your time? I used to say, you know, Willie Young, brackets, Clarkston, I always remember he was Clarkston, you know. Hugh Dallas, Bonkle, tell you. And I think it was really just... You know, don't give any maniacs half a clue where uh-huh. these guys live, you know what I mean? They, they stopped it, but... So I'd kind of known Hugh, and um, he'd already, by that point, been out in a restaurant review. We might took him out in a restaurant review before a Scottish Cup final one year, so the, the review it was going in the record that Saturday, the day of the Cup final. It was Hugh had been my guest, so I wrote all about that, and make sure you eat your carrots and all that, ha, 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 right, all that part. And uh, so I kind of known Hugh, and... Uh, and we got him on the, the telly, he was great, and uh, my, my only memory is giving him a hard hat to wear and then chucking chocolate coins at him, because it wasn't, it wasn't long after that terrible uh-huh. carry-on. But, but Hughie laughed he about that. Aye, 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 of course he did. You know, every day, I've been um, blessed with that, and uh, by and large, the folk that I've had on shows, be it the telly, be it the radio, whatever it might be, they join in the fun, they have a laugh and a carry-on. And I, honestly... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I can't even devour. After a show, um, end of day, let, uh, let's, you're talking about offside. When you're in the green room after it and you're always about a wee bottle of beer or that, not once did they say, oh, Cam, no staying about for it. I'm fucking off, you know. There was yeah. never any of that, you know. They recognised what the programme was about. The hardest one we had to start with one show, didn't think he was going to do it, was uh, John Barnes, right. former Celtic boss. Now, it was a couple of years after he'd been slaughtered for uh, his managerial uh, spell at Celtic. But we got him on the show, and uh, when he came in, right at the start, I went out to meet him. Uh, and he's, the first thing he says to me, can I see the script? And I thought, oh, because we didn't actually do a script. We had bullet points and that. Yeah, Stuff a script wouldn't work. It'd be too stiff. Aye, 
I would do my wee monologue at the start with the jokes about the football art week and all that, and we would have some questions in mind for the guests. And that. But it wasn't a script, it wasn't, you know. So I says, John, we've got, I says, come on, we'll go and get a cup of tea, and I can certainly tell you a few things. We always tell the guests that, you know, uh, are some of the things that we were going to ask them, just so that they could think of a wee story, you yeah. know. Like, if you did like, the sort of stuff, you'll always ask them about guys in the dressing room and that. You, you, you want to put the idea in their head, you know, yeah. so that they can think, oh, I'll tell them that story, that story, and that story. And it makes a, it makes for a better programme. So, but when John came in, I said, oh, John, I've not got a script, man, I'll talk you through everything. Oh, no, I need to see a script, you know. And I thought, he's going to walk out here. So, I think then what had happened, he'd maybe, when he'd agreed to do the show, Folk that he knew who were still up in Scotland who had watched the show, he'd maybe phoned him, a couple of them out and says, Oh, watch, watch, by the way, they might take a picture of you or something like that, you know. But he got the wrong end of the stick. He thought it, it wasn't going to be like news night. I wasn't going to be there like Jeremy Paxman and, and you know, try to get steamed into him and trying to embarrass him. It was just a laugh. So, anyhow, it was amazing what relaxed him. When we did, I, find, I assured him, I says, John, it'll be absolutely fine, you know. And we got on the show, we went to start the show, and a wee thing, and it was a clever move, a wee thing that we were going to do in the programme, if you remember the adverts he did at the time for Lucasaid, right. and he kicked a can into the waste paper ben, basket, right, okay, right, yeah. he volleyed it and he got it in the, we, we were going to recreate that in the studio. No, it wasn't going to be a wee bit later on in the programme, but I remember at the time we said, Mom, we'll make that earlier, we'll make that earlier, and we did make it earlier in the show, we got him to do it, Enjoy of joys, he did it first time, ah, nice. kicked it right, and see the minute he did that, he just relaxed, and then was he, he had a good a guest ball. after that? Ah, he's brilliant, yeah. he apologised after it, he says sorry for giving you any hassle, but I didn't quite know what the show was going to be, but I enjoyed that, you know. How good is it when you get somebody like Jim White, who's, I've interviewed him, he's up for getting oh, Jim the piss in a minute. Jim, Jim, absolutely, when I, when I started out in the paper, Jim on Scott Sport all the time and the Brian Loudrock, why are you so good and all that. Jim was easy cannon fodder for me, right, as a wee columnist that's trying to be cheeky and all that. And then, in 1996, first telly I ever did, I was asked to do a show on STV called A Game of Two Halves, right? Me, a team captain, two guests, another team captain, Tony Roper, and two guests, right? Brilliant. Jim White presented it, and it was just a piss take and all that, you know, just a laugh. But God, I mean, going in for the first time when I, I was going to meet Jim White for the first time, and I thought I've slaughtered this guy, you know. And he, I always remember he came out to me in STV, a big solemn face, ah, Mister Kevin, and I went, oh no, and he put out his hand, started laughing. He says, oh, I fucking love the stuff that you do oh, in the paper. Brilliant. And you know what? He was the best I've ever seen. We went to do the first program. He knew I'd have been nervous. First ever telly I'd done, and he says to me at the start, he says, you know what? I want you to do. Fucking slaughter me right throughout the program. Go for me non-stop. Ah, he says that's what the audience will want. You know what I mean? It was great. So he was brilliant. And then we jam. Doesn't he drink now? Of course. Yeah. Not the last interview. So, but so. Uh, back in that oh, back in the days, he wasn't. We'd go after it normally. We recorded the programs on a Wednesday night. They went out on a Thursday night. Uh, doing it. It was normally the Riverboat Casino in Glasgow. Doing it after it for a good scoop and all that. And then Jim would go mad with the tables and all that. Get past tap money off you and then you never see it again <laughs> but because he was giving me my wee break Brilliant. I was too I, I did the shows so for how much is it how much drinkies owe you I get wait hey oh, okay whatever it would have been for two series of that, uh, <laughs> the programmes and I, 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 I barely had two halfpennies to rub together as well but um, but no it was great I, would, uh, I wouldn't have swapped that for him Jim was a lovely guy and for now if time to time I still grab my wee text whatever he's been in the news for or whatever he's been up to but aye no good lad you ever get a pint with any big names that was on that show? Uh, aye, we had Doc, well, Frank Carson, oh, uh, wow. who was on the same night we had uh, James Grady on. James Grady absolutely loved him. What we did the night, we got Frank on, an absolute legend who sadly died just three or four years ago there at 85. Absolutely brilliant stand-up comedian, legendary, world-famous, and uh, when we managed to get him booked, the trick was that when you get a big name like that booked and you thought he's going to dominate the show, and it was only half an hour and you couldn't fuck about it, it was as live, uh, when we go, Frank Carson only thought, right, we just need a wee fit, my guy, for that week. Somebody that's been in the news, maybe for something or other. And the reason we get James Grady, that was the week in a Celtic, a Celtic Partick Thistle game. Cha they were, it was on Channel 5 for some reason, it was weird. <laughs> Channel 5 for a while did the League Cup in Scotland, I think just for one season. But it was on live. Somebody, whoever the Celtic left back was at the time, tugged at wee James's shorts, and the camera was right there behind the goals. And 
out came, out came the wee Wally, right, with the wee ginger pubes and all that, right? So we thought, right, that's enough, that's all we need. And I knew James would have had him on the radar. That says, we'll get James Grady in as a wee extra guest. Frank Carson will dominate. But what, the way we did it was I get James on first, and I tell him, I, I warned him, I says, James, see when it comes to the end of your interview, I'm going to say, right, James, you're a guy that likes a laugh and a joke. You got a wee gag for us? And I says, just tell us the worst joke you can think of, a knock-knock joke, a right. Christmas cracker joke, right? I says, it'll work a treat, right? And he went, right, aye, okay. So we finished the interview with him, and I said, James, you got a joke for us? And he went, aye, uh, knock-knock, who's there? Lydia. Lydia who? Lydia Teapot. And the audience were just silent, right? I thought, oh, he's played a blinder there, right? And then, voice for the gods, we says, and uh, going to have a substitution there for offside. Uh, going off, number nine, James Grady. I says, you've got to go, wee man. He went out, walked out the tunnel. We hadn't tell the audience this, but, right, who the guest was then. And coming on, substitute for offside, number 14, Frank Carson. So the audience, are, they're all in, they're saying, what the fuck's going on here, right? And out walked Frank Carson of the tunnel we had into the, no? And I just haunt Frank Carson, the right? Well, the reception, he go, right, standing ovation. Yeah. Uh, actually goosebumps there just thinking about it and he go to the mic and we tell Frank in advance just for five ten minutes just do your gags in front of the audience and, 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 and all the audience were pushing themselves you know so we go up and sat down we got James back and the best bit of it was the the clip we had the James with the bobby out right <laughs> Uh, we go, we, we, we tell Frank we were going to show him this clip when he sits down. We got James back out, two of them are sat in there. James is in his element having a ball. And I says to Frank at one point, Frank, we showed the clip earlier. Do you want to see this again? Would you make it up? And we put up the clip to James with the bobby out. And Frank, he'd gone to the trouble of getting us for the props department, right? He didn't tell us about it. He reached behind the sofa and he took out a pair of binoculars, right? <laughs> a pair of binoculars, and he looked up at his green with James bobby out and he, he looked at me and he says, Oh, he says, it's a what? <laughs> <laughs> James, honestly, fair play to me, James. He was, he was rolling oh, about, you know. Brilliant. And you know what? When you say about having a drink with folk after it, wow. Um, we took Frank, Frank when you get somebody like Frank Carson, and did Emdy come up to England or uh, Earthy Island? I think he lived down in near Blackburn or somewhere. But anyway, when you had somebody like that, you obviously put them up overnight and all that, you know. So the, the opportunity was there to have a wee drink. And that's one of my. Uh, Greatest memories ever. I could greet just the thought of it. We took Frank back into the green room, and as long as we would just sit there filling his red wine, he loved the red wine, right? Me, the rest of the folk that worked on the show, you know, a couple of family and friends, and the numbers get less and less as the night go on. But as long as we just give him a topic, he'd tell you jokes about it. We just we'd top his last, right, Frank, cowboys, da 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 da, ten jokes about cowboys. Uh, monkeys, ten jokes about oh, monkeys. Amazing. Motors, ten jokes. You know, and I was in my absolute element. So he was great. Also, um, the other good one with that was uh, in terms of after we used to get in. Sadly, the pub's no longer there. MD was staying up for a drink. We'd sometimes just have a few in the green room, and then we get in Byers Road to a wee bar. It was there called Bonhams. Right. I don't know if you were over that. Nah. Just next to Hillhead Underground, right? Cracking wee bar, and when I think some of the guys that we'd been in there with. Graham Taylor, ex wow. England manager, Paolo Natini. Um, Paolo Natini come on the show, did he? Huh? Aye. Uh-huh. Uh, who else did we have? We, all we did and all we didn't, because it's no my style of music. We just because he's Mo and Dave get the chip show up and all that and you Paisley. Get, uh-huh. I we just I just talked to him about the chip show. But <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it's a, uh, a travelling show as well. Favorite journey, away journey, supporting Motherwell. You got one? Oh, I just thought you meant favorite journey. I was going to uh, my favourite journey. Just want my favourite journey. Uh, right he's your favourite journey. Isn't uh, it? Up the A82 for Glasgow, up to Glencoe and on to Fort William. Oh, beautiful! I've seen it on your Instagram the Absolutely, uh, absolutely stunning. Honestly, my favourite away football journey. What I like, you know what I'm saying there. I'm gubbed with the away games if they're on a Saturday and a dream world and a dream world a wee bit of frost on a Saturday when we're due to play Aberdeen at home gets the game put off it gets played on a Wednesday night I'm able to go up at my leisure during the day maybe even make a wee night at in Aberdeen couple of my pals maybe they'll take the Thursday morning at least maybe the whole Thursday half and I love Aberdeen for a night out, you know. And, uh, I, and I like all the bars and all that up there. I think right. the, and the people are dead nice. And I love going to Pataudry. I'm going to the wrong um, bits of Aberdeen. Ah, you must be. Uh-huh. You must be. You're just doing it at the harbour, right? Peter Peterhead, does that the same thing, though? Aye. <laughs> no <laughs> fancy aye. night up there. I'll get I've, you up there. You know, I've, I've, I've never actually, I've never actually been uh, to, uh, to Peterhead. Never been. What am I missing? 
Right good fish right. supper. <laughs> Aye. Oh, fish supper's tremendous. Our kit man's got his own chipper. Is that right? It's, I'll bring you. I'll bring you one. All right, next time I'm on. Uh, right, pick uh, a dream car share. Four passengers in your motor. Anyone? Entertainment, football. You pick four in the motor. Um, right, I would need to have uh, dead or alive. Yeah, dead or alive. Right. Well, the guy that I never, I never got to meet, and I talk about him every single week in the radio, David Cooper. And uh, we're just coming up to the, unbelievably, the 25th anniversary. He's uh, absolutely sad passing. So I'd have David Cooper, because I, 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 I absolutely idolise the guy. He was brilliant. He's the best player I've ever seen in a Motherwell jersey. He just, what he brought to Fir Park was just phenomenal. And the guy that that stands named after, Phil O'Donnell, if, if dear old Phil uh, could be here to tell us about what David Cooper did for him, you know, mm-hmm. being on the left side of the pitch and having a guy like Cooper to really bring him on when he was a young boy. Tommy Boyd would tell you that as well. Yeah. Tommy charging up and down the left flank, you know. We Dougie Arnott, you know, the wee reverse balls that David Cooper played in for uh, defence splitting passes for uh, we Dougie to score. So David Cooper, because I never met him, but I talk about him every week. I'd have him sitting right there. See, the see just on that, what was followed on like as a guy? Quiet as a mouse, What's very, very humble. The only real dealing I had with Phil, uh, apart from some of the, the Motherwell events and stuff, uh, it was incredible and it summed him up as a man. The, it was something we were, I was helping promote them, the club, something at the club shop, right? And it was me, Phil O'Donnell, Richie Foran, it was Phil's second spell at the club, and another player, and just a wee photo or son, son at the club shop. And I just happened to mention it after, it was a Monday afternoon, and I said that I was going out to Hamilton to meet some pals over there for a drink, the wee sing song in the pub and all that. And uh, Phil says, well, I'll give you a run out. And just because I'm a fan, I was like, a wee yeah. boy, I'm going to be in Phil O'Donnell's motor, you know. So he gave me a run out, and rather than me, he, 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 he didn't, he, he just kept asking me, so how are you getting on, Tom? How's work going? How's the family? How's, he, he didn't want to talk about himself. Oh, you know, I always yeah. wanted to bore him daft, probably, about the Scottish Cup fight, you know, and all that, you know, but very, very humble man. He just wanted to ask me about how I was getting on that. It's brilliant. And honestly, one of the, the again, highlights uh, in my career, when we did the inaugural, uh, that means the first one. Right, okay. When we did the inaugural Hall of Fame uh, Motherwell Night um, tail end of last year, Phil was in it. The Hall of Fame posthumously, sadly, and it was uh, his daughter Megan and his boy Luke who came up to get the award. And boy, see when they came up, no, a dry eye in the house, you know. Were what you I in mean? tears as well? So I had go. I, I wasn't greeting, but then when I started trying to talk, I couldn't speak, and I, it was a wee bit, you know. And it just got me to see the reaction that he's to his kids got, you know. Amazing. Because um, it was brilliant, and I, I mean the funeral. God Almighty, Phil's funeral um, in Hamilton. It was like an A to Z, not just a. Scottish football, British, British football, you know what I mean? All the faces that come up, you knew every face as they're all piling into the, the church and the Dundee United players always remember that because they, of course, that's who we were playing the game, yeah. when, when Phil collapsed on the pitch and uh, they boys were brilliant. They came out, I think, doing in the, their trackies and all that and uh, they got a great ovation for everybody that was outside. It was brilliant. It was, I always say, I've, I've tried to say, that, I said to her at the time, Eileen, Phil's wife, and I said to his two kids that night, I said, if there was any comfort to be taken out of such a tragedy, they must have been bursting with, with pride, mm-hmm. glowing with pride when they when when they look back at the funeral. On the day they would have been shattered and mm. they'd been away with it, you know, of that there's no doubt. But see if they had to look back now, the clips are they must be sat in there thank God. Overwhelmed. But yeah. what about a turnout for Philip, you know? Amazing what a guy. Uh, three more we need. Three more. Well, uh, the guy that um ah, I don't know, I keep thinking we might get him on our show one of these days, and he's only just announced there that he's never doing stand-up again. The funniest oh, man on the planet, Billy Connolly. Uh, funniest man on the planet. The one thing that I can, you can guarantee with Billy Connolly, and whoever I tell this to, they always agree with me. If you see Billy Connolly live, if you watch him on a telly, if you see him on a chat show, if you watch one of his old VHSs or one of his old DVDs, the one thing about Billy Connolly, and you can't say this about, I think, any other comedian, there's always at least one bit in it when you know you'll be reduced to tears yes, of laughter. Yeah. There's always with Billy, there's always that, you know. And I had uh, the pleasure of seeing him live um, twice. Uh, once in Motherwell as well. He was doing a bit of filming it. You'll see one of the plays that he'd done, the TV dramas, have, you know. That must have been when he was struggling. It was, it was uh, <laughs> no, no, just that they were filming it <laughs> right, here. Okay. So he thought, oh, I'll chuck in a wee uh, performance doing it at Civic Centre. And me, in the back of the motor, because I didn't drive then, one of my mates at the wheel, a quiz I used to run for my mate in a hotel in Motherwell, 
we were back my mate's motor after it one night dropping some of the boys off one of the boys was driving and we nearly killed Billy Connolly no way about 500 yards from here running at Catherine Street right Billy Connolly as I say because he was doing filming but a late night filming my mate's driving his back doting his afternoon about here and out of nowhere in the darkness fucking vision just ran out in front of us it was like a, it was like a deer or something if you, you know and oh fucking screeched on the brake we got a wee wave to the persons if they say sorry and we drove on and it was only as we drove on it's that I looked round it's fucking Billy Connolly so can you imagine the reaction <laughs> I, I would I would get the blame it because that would have been the only one that the MD would have known and what no. like, I did a headline out of me Tam Cowan kills Billy Connolly <laughs> can you imagine you, you, you'd have had to uh, emigrate to Porto or something you know what I mean do you know but, everyone we've had on here has picked Billy Connolly I can know so David Cooper for the football Billy Connolly in the back just behind me there in that room for what one more two more or two more one more uh, no, who would I go with two more, right? I've covered <laughs> football, uh, I've covered comedy. Oh, a uh, singer, huh? I'm going to see him uh, in May this year, and by the time he goes on stage on Tuesday, May the 26th, um, at the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow, he'll be 84. He's an absolute legend, Ingobert Humperdinck. I just think oh, he's got tell one Tell me, quando, quando, quando. See? That means when, when, when. Does that right? What, in Spanish? Uh, it never sounds as good though. Nah. Tell me when, 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 when. Nah. Uh, no, cuando, cuando sounds better, doesn't it? But brilliant voice, it's even, to, even to this day. Ah, but that's through years of doing like Vegas shows and all that and right. playing to the ladies and all that and pulling out the wee silk crankies. I thought you were going to say pulling out some of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> chopping out the wee and all But it's the voice. It's the, I mean, my, my, I wasn't allowed to play any music uh, on this, but in my Spotify on the phone, that's why I, I love sitting in a motor, but um, for technical reasons, uh, we couldn't have yeah. uh, any music. But it's chock full on my playlists, uh, Engelbert and that. Just a, a brilliant voice, and they're the See songs them. that uh, I'd sing. Absolutely brilliant. So I, I would put him top of the pile, even above the, the other guys that I really like, whose music I listen to Frank Sinatra, Mark Monroe, Dean Martin, uh, Tony Bennett, all they guys, the crooners and all that, you know. Scotland's very own Sydney Divine. Right. Uh, close personal friend I love Sydney to bits uh, but Engelbert in terms of the voice and the song choice very important I would I would go with him what about the uh, young Scottish what do you think Capaldi Jerry Cinnamon guys like that no, Capaldi uh, my boy <laughs> he is you isn't he? I, I know everywhere I go <laughs> you, did you did you have a night out in Whitburn Tam about 22 years ago you know he, he does look like me and he, he actually even recently he's got a good part as well he could be I yours. saw on ah he's a, he's a bit of a dude I would, I'd, I'd love first of all to get him on off the ball yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that with him you know and then we could have a laugh about that if he was my boy or no but um, I must admit I'm not really into the I, I stopped being into the modern music when you stopped having to be into it i.e. the school discos. Right. When you had to know a wee bit about it for any of half a chance a wee dance with one of the lasses, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I'm going back. The the the, the halcyon years for me with the pop music would have ended with the likes of Duran Duran and Spandau Ballet and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know, see when you tapped into, certainly tapped into the 90s, not interested. Right. That's that. Uh, right, we've got one more. Oh, one more. Right, so what have I covered? I'm trying to do it well so you've for you covered football, out. comedy and music. Um, Maybe fashion since you're sewing it. Because <laughs> I've got a hoodie tap on. <laughs> uh, no, who would I have? Uh, we'll get a woman in there. Oh, oh, absolutely, in this day and age. We better uh, tick all the right boxes. Uh, who would we have in there? Who, could, who would I be fascinated to have a chat with? I would go... What, right, here's a, here's a left field one, right? right. Just because the films... Uh, a, a genre of film that I always watched, always enjoyed, and watched them any time they creep up still in ITV4, the carry-on films. I knew you were going to say Barbara right. Windsor. Barbara, let's chuck in Babs. Poor soul, she's not that well now. So, get Barbara Windsor in the back to tell us what it was like working with Sid James, mm. who I absolutely adored, Kenneth Williams, all the guys, Scotland's very own Jimmy Logan, Steve who popped McFadden up in a few Mitchell. of them. Uh, oh, of course, you've got the uh -huh. EastEnders mob as yeah. well. I wasn't even thinking of that. That's not a bad motor. That's a great motor. So it's Davy Cooper, Barbara Windsor, Billy Connolly, and Ingobert Humperdinck all in the motor. That could be the most star the motor we've had. Could be. The motor, incidentally, went up in value uh, this week by £2,000. This motor? Aye. Why? Aye. <laughs> you got a joke here. <laughs> oh, it's gone mad, I can't, I can't tell you where I go, that. <laughs> 
You think you think they've got good gear up in Peterhead? <laughs> got nothing as good as that. I, went, I, I was trying to get to the boat mountain the chemist last week, and I said to Lassie, I says, what, 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 what have you got that will get rid of the coronavirus? And she said, ammonia cleaner. And I said, oh, sorry, I thought you were a pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tremendous. All right, just quickly on to the, the restaurant reviews, Tim. Oh, aye. Well, that, that is a dream job, isn't it? Well, it was. It was uh, savagely taken away from me in June when, I, when, I, when I left the Scottish Sun. That was print. I'm sadly print. I'm a big, big newspaper fan. and yeah. I'd, uh, 29 years in newspapers. Sadly, the print. When do you ever, when do you ever go anywhere now in a pub and see papers lying yeah. about, you know? Um, everything's going online and digital now. So I'm afraid that the industry's struggling a wee bit. And uh, as of last June, I was uh, probably uh, deemed an expendable luxury. As a columnist, I think to be fair, when I was getting punted, they probably knew that I've got other strings to my bones. They weren't putting me in the scrap paper or anything like that, you know. Or, uh, you you know, know point me in the direction of the food banks or anything like that. So, so that was it. You take that in the chin. Uh, I had a couple. Uh, there was a few folk got in contact with me when I finished with that. And said, oh, is that you? You're available and all that, you know. Still papers out there. One, one concrete offer. Uh, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not really missing it. I uh, keep myself busy. You must have had some great grub, though. But, oh, the, the, I, I mean, it was great. I mean, but because, you know, here's the trick. Because of the decline of the print newspapers, I still walk into restaurants and folk assume, because they don't read papers, that I'm still doing the reviews, wow. you know? Because they've heard me. And it's amazing how a, a wee table suddenly becomes available in an otherwise full restaurant, or how this wee bottle of wine might just appear. Oh, there you are, Mr Cowan. Uh, you know, so uh, that has been uh, terrific. Uh, Peter Hartley. Hartley, there he is. Have you had Tim? No, I've not had him. Played no. against him when he was at Hartley. I better though. move to let him out. I better let him out, eh? Good player, isn't he? Eh? Aye. Gives his lot, doesn't he? What's the best, what, what was the best meal you had with that? Uh, the best meal? Uh-huh. Remember? One Probably the one with Nick Nairn, you know Nick oh, Nairn, Scottish uh-huh. chef. Yes. And the reason it was the best meal, Nick knew the score when I went and did his uh, restaurant. I'm just driving up here to where yeah, I used worries, to park, all right, and I'll show you what I mean. That's the, that's the school where all the players park, isn't it? Aye, up here in the, like the Saturday, the hospitality folk and that. So they originally let me into this one. Pronsani Brigade Park but up even here, here, because you sometimes need to go away around the back. I'll show you where I often park, and you'll understand how, you know, I, 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 every minute counts. You yeah. know, I'm no one to miss goals. I'm a fan, I'm no one to miss goals. I miss big chunks of the game. So, and at the time I arrived, remember, if it's hospitality, say these were all hospitality motors on a Saturday, it's packed because they're on the, the ground for one o'clock or yeah. whatever. You know, I'm, I'm getting here at like about 10 to 3. So if I use this car park, what I would then have today, I'd need to go away around here, and this would all be full of motors as well, right? I would need to drive ah, this is not what you're after. all the way around, and you imagine as well in the push and rain. So I'm going to have to drive back as well into the BBC, soaked, mm-hmm. uh, crab it. So I need to still get right round here. There you go, I need to wade through this as well, a wee bit of flooding in it. Dear me, man. I would need to get right round here, right? Nah, this is nice. And, God, this is really bad. Have you not got a parking space at the mega bar as well, sir? At the mega bar? Uh-huh. Oh, the mega bar's gone. Oh, is it sadly. gone? Aye. That was a dancing one. So, uh, some of my best days as a is that right? young kid. I used to stay in Hamlet. We used to go to the mega bar every Saturday. Ah, that's gone. Wild, right. So I would park in here. Right. These ah, are the first God. available spaces. So that would be, well, it's a, it's a 10 minute walk. Uh-huh. Um, and that was 10 minutes longer that I could watch the game. So when they were able to allow me into that wee space no at no the brainer. front of the stand, then I thought, oh, thank you very much. Quite right, mate. Uh, As you say, you've gave them a lot. Do you know what I mean? What's a parking well, space? Well, I'm a, I'm a supporter. It's, uh, I, I, I enjoy doing the stuff like that, and they enjoy having me, so that's what it's all about. Back on the restaurants, what's the, what's the worst review you've ever given? This place in Glasgow. Went to review it, and uh, I remember getting in at the start, and to review it, and um, my other, uh, the, whoever my guest was, by the way, pals, colleagues, anything like that. Aye, whenever, uh, whoever I took with me, that was the best thing. That was the best thing. See, if I was still doing it, you should get yourself in tow and come out. Mm-hmm. Because bear in mind, whoever came with me to a restaurant review, my guests, they got all the best side. Of it. They got the meal, they got the drink, but they didn't have to write 1,200 words oh, right. in a review, you know? So they got the good side of it. So it was kind of mine too, it was. It was somebody for the paper at the time I was with that night. I went in, and I remember saying to the waitress, we walked in this place, uh, can we take our jackets? No. She actually said, no, no. 
what's that all about? Hung the, hung the jackets around the back of the seat. Uh, I remember then the meal, it was uh, pretty poor. Um, it was basically meant to be an Italian restaurant, but it was like um, Russians that owned it. Right. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to work. So, um, we're asking for something, I remember as well, same waitress with a pasta says, can I get some black pepper? No. I didn't have black pepper, right, in a so-called Italian restaurant, right? So it was murder anyhow. I slaughtered it in the paper. Um, the day after it went in the paper, I was told by the lasses that worked at reception at the record, a taxi pulls up outside, a guy gets out in the chef's whites, right, and they check trousers, you know, they, they yeah. check trousers, they're in the big crocs, always wear the crocs, and he gets out, he clearly the chef for the restaurant I'd slaughtered, he was seen getting into his pocket, taking out a half bottle of Audi, one last wee bit of Dutch courage, and then he steamed into the, the front desk of the paper, demanding to see me. Now, in all my years in newspapers, I've never, ever, ever worked uh, in the office, I always worked from home, you know? So they tried to explain that to him, he's going off, he's nut and everything, and I want you, I want to know where he lives, I want to, and they weren't going to give it my address yeah. or anything like that, obviously, you know? But even if he's not, end up calling security and getting them hooked out and all that. So he didn't take it say, too well. I thought he brought the black pepper back. No, he <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't take too kindly to it, shall we say. What about owners? Do you had owners for you as well? Uh, I, well, I was uh, asked to leave uh, a restaurant. This, this was awful. I'm not even. I wouldn't even give them uh, any sort of publicity. Um, but it was. I was in there. Me, and the wife, and my wee girl was only a baby at the time. And we were in this particular place, and as we were looking at the menu, I recognised like the wee logo in the back of the menu. I thought, oh, this is part of a group, and I'm sure I've done one of these restaurants before. Turns out I had. Uh, I had gone out for a pee between courses. I was coming back to the table, and I had a guy saying, uh, Mr. Kevin. And I looked and I thought, it'll be some guy who might talk about the football son or the radio, right? And I went, hi, how are you doing? And he introduced himself as the owner of the place. He says, I would like you to leave. He says, there will be no bill, but there will definitely be no review. Uh, and I says, well, if there was no bill, mate, there never is a review. That was all the deal. I always paid. Everybody thought, oh, you get free food and all that. Oh, you paid, did you? You, know, you get it reimbursed by the paper. It's your job, you right. know. But at uh -huh. the time, oh, you always get the credit card down, paid the bill, and then that's you. You can then do a review. The minute you've paid the bill, transaction has been made. You can then, you're free to do what you want, right? So I says to the boy, I says, what's your problem? And he told me about this restaurant. It was, it was all coming back mm. to me about the restaurant I'd been to previously, part of his group that he owns. And I says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I says, I remember that. From what I remember, I talked up the service, I talked up the decor, I talked up the toilets, and I talked up the value for money. They all get a good mark. The main thing, though, the food was a low mark because it was poor. And I says, that's not my fault. Don't know why you're having a go at me. That's your chef's fault. The same you should be crab at me, you know. Oh, no, no, you slaughtered. I says, no, I didn't. He thought I wouldn't remember, you yeah. know. And I went through it. I says, right, you know what? I'll happily leave. I'll happily no give you a review. I says, I'm just going in to leave a tip for your waiter. No, his fault that I was getting put out. Made sure I gave the boy a tenner. And I says to my wife, I says, come on, we'll need to go. She says, well, so I'll tell you in the motor. And away we went, right? So I was very much of that attitude. I thought, fuck them, you know? And, uh, and that was that. But then Joy of Joy's what I did, because I wasn't going to do the review. And my next column uh, later that week, I did this bit in my column, uh, <coughs> at the front end of the paper and the record, and I says, well, what a restaurant I was at this week, ladies and gentlemen. The food was top notch. I says, the scenery was out of this world. The staff was great. Yeah, ba 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 and then I said, but I can't tell you where it is. Because <laughs> they didn't want me to review it. And I thought, I just hope you fucking read that. Yeah, you know brilliant. what I mean? Because he'd got it wrong. He'd got it wrong. Uh -huh. And see, to be honest with you, I even got a wee bit of criticism about this at the time of it, saying, oh, Tom, you're a, a, a food critic in your... And I says, no, 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 I'm a restaurant reviewer. Because folks say, what do you know about the food? And I've never claimed to be a chef or anything like that. Yeah. There's a difference between a food critic, somebody that really, really knows their stuff and knows about one type of tomato for another and where the avocados were sourced and that, you know. That, they, that's maybe up at that level. I was always a restaurant reviewer. And when I started at Meda at the time, I'd said, we want you to be like Joe Bloggs. He goes into a restaurant, 99.999% of folk get into a restaurant are Joe Bloggs. They're just looking for a decent meal, nice place, no too hefty a bill and a good night out, yeah. you know. And that's the way I'd always done them. So as a result of that, I wasn't really doing it to fucking snap at folk People and try to shut them down or anything like that. Far from it. it. Nothing gave me greater pleasure. If I could talk up a nice wee Scottish restaurant, talk it up to the high heavens and do the folk a turn, you know? Right. That's uh, what it was all about. Uh, last question, yes. Stephen Robinson. 
can he be? Can he go higher level? Can he be a top top? Well, manager? again, at the time, I mean, I'm I'm astonished that the two we thought we thought if he doesn't get one, he's going to get the other, and the jobs came up quite close to each other. Hibs and Hearts. Yeah. Murrow fans can't believe it. He, he's known one of their dugouts now. Um, that was incredible. Um, and then, of course, we're, I think you can maybe correct me as we're waiting the Northern Ireland job. They're still waiting. To yeah, still that. waiting. To know, huh? He's always mentioned one of the bookies' favourites for that. And uh, but knowing what he's like, a wee buzz bomb, and what a wee character is, and a great talker, and blah, 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 always moving about and always doing stuff. I don't think an international job would be the one for him. Too young. But he's got aye, too young. He's got all the big weeks in between games. And he's not getting a day to day with the players. Like right, Absolutely. Huh? So um, I would love to see him just uh, just staying here. That would be great. Um, so aye, he's he's the man, and I think I, I think he'll take us into Europe this year. Tom, as always, absolute pleasure. Thank Brilliant. you very much. Good a pleasure. Thank you very much. What a man. In the time it takes to score a goal, you can also lose control. Don't speed, drive smart. Now TV gives you the best seat in the house for the start of the new football season. As you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. Now that's more like it. So, whether you're lining up for the Premier League and the EFL Championship. Oh, it's a stunner. Or the Scottish Premiership and Serie A. The title race is blown over. You can now tackle the lot. Your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports. 18 plus content stream via internet. Full terms apply. When the city is your campus, inspiration can hit at any time. But when the unprecedented occurs, things can go from inspiring to... Alan, did you take my charger again? Don't worry. At DBS, we've got hybrid learning and student experience coverage. Find the perfect blend for your learning and live the best of both worlds. Visit dbs.ie to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.